Welcome to The Front Burner, the culinary podcast of UCF Rosen College of Hospitality Management. I'm your chef, Cesar Rivera, and today we have a guest chef in our kitchen, directly from the Rosen College Kitchen Lab, the director of food and beverage operation, an instructor, and also my boss, Chef Robert Seltzer. Chef, welcome to my kitchen. Hi, Cesar. Everybody, thanks for having me. Um, this should be a lot of fun. Chef, before we start, can you tell us about your function in UCF Rosen? Sure. Well, at UCF, I am a member of the faculty. I'm an instructor in the food service and lodging management department. And then I'm also the director of food and beverage operations, as you said. So I oversee all the things that happen in the kitchen labs at the Rosen College. I've redesigned all of our kitchens. When you do have an opportunity to come and see the kitchens, they've all got my fingerprint on them. So lots of things. Take too long to give you my whole job description. It's a lot of hats, Chef. Chef, yes. with, with all your experience, what you can tell us about the chef as a professional and professionalism in the industry? Well, it's great that we put it under the heading of professionalism because for years and years, chefs were not considered professionals. Hmm. Until the 60s, chefs were domestics, like butlers and maids and housekeepers and so on, is where by the U.S. Department of Labor, we were classified as domestic workers. Eventually, through some work of Dr. L.J. Minor, who was a food scientist and teacher, and uh, his uh, good friend, General McLaughlin, lobbied and went before the Congress and got the position of chef changed to that of a professional. So to become a professional requires that, one, that you have education, you know, just like any other professional, whether it's a doctor, a lawyer, they all have training. So it takes lots of training and knowledge, which is continuous. We never stop learning. We also never stop teaching because whether you're running a kitchen uh, in a restaurant, or a hotel, you're always teaching your staff because you're running that kitchen. So you have to teach everybody how to do the things the way that you want them to be. You have to have good judgment about people and about how to operate. You have to be dedicated to the job. You have to be proud of what you do as well. I also ethics in our job is one of the most important things that we have and do. It really boils down to do the right thing. Ask yourself, is this the right thing to do? And that's either yes or no. Agree. Chef, Can we talk about career options in the culinary profession? If you want to have a culinary career, uh, it can take you many, many ways. Just in that side of the business, when you think about where food is served, chefs are needed in many, many different types of operations, not just restaurants. Uh, restaurants take a certain type of person. You need to be very dedicated. You have to be passionate about it because to run and operate a successful restaurant is kind of like a marriage. You have to be there. Your influence is must be there all the time. So restaurants, it's a very difficult career choice. But if you love it, you do and you get hooked. Uh, but there's lots of other choices. I was the executive chef at the University of Notre Dame. So there's education, you know, school feeding, whether it's in primary, secondary, or, you know, higher education, big business. You could be the director of food services. You know, those are multi-million dollar budgets to run that you can go to as with that culinary training. Then there's also business and industry, corporate feeding, whether it's uh, running a, a food service in a factory or running the fine dining facility at the top of a bank building. There's also healthcare, which is another huge huge business opportunity for us now. And it's not just feeding the patients. That is an important part of it. But more of the business of feeding in healthcare is feeding the employees, the staff, and the visitors. Hmm. Those are the, the majority of people. So there's the operations side. You can also move, if you have the background, over to the supply side. So they have salespeople. They have what they call merchandisers, who are the purchasing people. 
If you have a food and beverage knowledge base, your ability to get a position with one of those companies is much better than a person that just knows how to buy and sell. Because now you know how to buy and sell food, mm. which is a business they're in. So in the food supply chain, there are so many opportunities where you're not even necessarily in a kitchen. But if you have that kitchen training, the sky is the limit. There's so many ways to go. And now today, hey, you can even become a YouTube star or <laughs> do podcasts like some chefs that I know. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is so much relevance. I know one of the things for our students is they ask that question, why do I have to take this course, mm -hmm. this cooking class, this techniques? I'm not going to be in the kitchen. Well, that's okay. We don't expect you to be in the kitchen. But this gives you that background. This gives you that, that development that you need to be a professional in the hospitality industry that can open up many other doors because you've had this training. It's just like, why do I need to take this math class? Or why do yeah. I need to take this composition course? You know, because you know, you, you you need to know how to write in order to be a professional. And it's all part of the package. Well, Chef, thank you very much for your time, your insight, and also for sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you. And I will see you in the kitchens at the Rosen College. Now, as a tradition of this podcast, I want to finish with Chef Rob's favorite tune, which is... Glad by Traffic. Bueno, amigos, this is all for today. Thank you for joining us this week and see you next time on The Front Burner, the culinary podcast from the UCF Rosen College of Hospitality Management.